Hello, my friend. I am Sam Goldsmith, and this is Nama Slay Type A, the podcast for women who slay at some things and suck at others. Today, I am talking to Alexandra Gabriel. She describes herself as a creatrix, a woman who creates with the feminine. She has worked for many years in the film, TV, and photography industry in New York, LA, and abroad, and is an art house filmmaker with a love of dance, photography, and the exploration of female sexuality. Her passion is in the image, that perfect moment captured in time that is both totally vulnerable and otherworldly, and that space where the virtual, real, moving or still uh, serves as a mirror and is totally unexpected. She sees it as a spirit in motion and that it's energy, orgasmic, raw and powerful. She feels this is what the Creatrix lives for, and she is the founder of uh, Creatrix, a lighthouse agency based in LA, and works with her business partner, Andrea Schultz, there to help women bring their business of lifetime or lifetime passion project to life through a unique feminine development and branding process. Their goal is to help women embody their true selves through their own creative process and vision, stepping into the power of dreams. Uh, and she hopes to eventually bring one million projects to life globally. And I couldn't be more delighted to have Alex on the show to share with you guys today. I know that many of you feel you're slaying at some things and sucking at others. And one of those might be around your branding or your social media uh, presence. And Alex has some beautiful insights to share with us around how you can step more deeply into yourself and who you are and express that more authentically in that way. So welcome, Alex. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Alex. Um, can we just start off by briefly asking you to share your story and how you arrived at this um, beautiful message and this creation of this agency that you have right now? Yes. Um, well, I, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in the United States, and um, I had spent until I went to college and I did my undergraduate degree, I had spent most of my time um, riding horses and being a competitive jumper rider. And um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do um, once I finished that and went into my undergraduate degree. And um, I knew I wanted to be an artist and be an intellectual. So when I stumbled upon filmmaking um, in college, I sort of discovered a new world because I felt like... Um, you know, the, the imagery that we create on screen was just absolutely fascinating, but it was both intellectual at the same time of being totally um, creative and telling a story versus like painting was something that when I first um, began uh, just undergoing an artistic process, um, painting was something that I did, and I felt it was very one-dimensional. So um, I, I continue to follow this journey, um, working in photography in New York City, and also working on film sets, and um, started making my own films. And um, from this, um, began to really understand this sort of visual language or creative process. So that led me to my master's um, in communication design from the Glasgow School of Art in Scotland. And I really loved, um, I love traveling. I love learning a new language. I lived in Europe um, a good deal before my master's. And so the opportunity to really study um, communications was a big passion of mine. But, you know, my biggest idea was how do you, you know, what is my creative process? And um, really focusing on that and creating my own um, language, so to speak. And also from there, um, 
you know, I would create series of dance films around stories around women's and their sexuality. Um, and this sort of brought me to where I was today um, in this process of creativity, um, this exploration of the feminine um, and um, our you know, in this current age that we live in where the feminine is coming through, through the Aquarius age and um, how we're all shifting out of this patriarchy and all the work that needs to be done around that through our sexuality um, and also through our creative process and the branding of our business. So to me, when I finished my master's, my goal was to really help women um, start their, like, how do I help women start their own business, be powerful, um, tell their stories. And I didn't know exactly how that would come to play, but um, after moving here in LA and working for a year um, or two, I think um, working in the entertainment industry within TV and film, I just decided that I really wanted to step into this world, especially working with spiritual entrepreneurs um, that I had so admired and grown from, um, having gone to many of the academies uh, myself and worked with many um, coaches over the time, um, really wanting to help women foster their growth in a really um, unique way um, and sort of filling the gap between the spiritual entrepreneur where, you know, you're going and you're learning something on a spiritual level and creating with spirit and then the entrepreneur that helps you do the business school and then you go out and you're trying to find this creative. And so my goal was sort of bridge the two and um, create a space that was all about, you know, how can we integrate all these things into a creative process? So. Yeah, I love that. And Alex, I love that your work revolves around creativity, um, primarily or specifically in lots of different forms, and accessing that intuition and inner wisdom that the spiritual entrepreneur brings to their work to bring out more ideas and to turn ideas into action. Why do you think that this is such a critical aspect now that women need to bring into their business? Well, I think the feminine um, creates very differently than the masculine. This is something I spent a lot of time trying to understand myself and my growth as a woman. And, um, and I think that we are taught um, in a very um, linear, masculine way. Um, and we all have, I like to be clear that we all have masculine and feminine within us. So when I say feminine, I am speaking more to the feminine side um, of creation, although we, some women are very much in their masculine and work really well within a linear system. But I find that in terms of women bringing their business to life or in terms of doing their passion, they really need to, you know, um, embody the feminine because there's something from for us where things are just different in how we we go about doing things and yet we operate in a system in a sort of sociological soup that is very um very much the masculine and very much this patriarchy and to step out of that we really have to do things differently like in a more meditative spiritual but also at the same time you know creative process and so it's really important to me that um, my work that I do with people around their you know my my clients around their creativity and their um whatever they're creating, whether it's a passion project or it's a rebranding or whatever it is that it comes from the inside out. And to me, that is really having them hone in on following their intuition and bringing that to life um, and teaching them a creative process. Because I feel like within the creative process, within this intuitive state where um, we're embodying all aspects of ourselves and who we are, um, and we're going really deep into what our true purpose is, um, that we really find our, our voice and our passion. And so to me, there's many aspects of this. And 
um, for women to truly be successful, I think, for us all to step forth as we need to do in this time. Um, we really need every woman doing her passion and stepping into her light and her power. Um, there's many aspects of healing we have to undergo in order to really do this because there's just so many things that we have to work through. Um, and um, I just feel like that's where we create very differently. And that's where I, I love to have like, how can we make this totally pro this process totally our own and um, understand that so we can go forth and create again and again, um, whatever we're doing. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And you and I have had lots of great conversations about exactly that, that topic and just another reason why I'm so grateful to have you sharing this um, info with, with our tribe on this podcast. So we've had lots of awesome conversations about helping women access the best parts of themselves and to bring, um, bring that out publicly and make it visible in their work and the way that they represent themselves publicly to reach more people. In your experience, what have been the most common blocks or barriers Areas that come up when women start to grow that creative confidence and begin to have the courage to show up as who they really are? Well, to me, the biggest blocks are always, they're all the same. So to me, like where we're blocked in our sexual life or our sexual relationship with ourselves or our partners and where we're blocked around money, where we're blocked around, you know, whatever it is, those are all the same. We see them as different blocks. Like I have this problem with my, you know, I have this problem with my sexuality. I have this problem with money. I have this there, but they're all the one thing that all dates back to that one, um, one time or moment or story that we have about ourselves. And um, I think they're, they're multi-layered and it can feel really complex. So to me, like the biggest blocks are like, how can I shift things energetically? And for me, that's often like, how can I shift my story and my identity and become free of that? Because when you're trying to start your own business or you're trying to do your passion project, you'll feel like the perfectionism. I mean, that's something that comes up for me a lot is like, you know, all these layers of my perfectionism or all the layers of things that are blocking me from being the person I aspire to be. But yet I spent a lot of time, I've been blocked for, you know, around certain things that are really in my space around, um, you know, my perfectionism, for example. But that's the same thing that's blocking me in my sexual, my sexuality. So um, what's a story I like to tell, and I talk a lot about sexuality because to me it was something that um, was in my work. I didn't matter what I did or what I made, it all had a sexual feel to it. And by that, I mean, like I was always working out the topics of sexuality and it even goes back to my horoscope when I've had it read. Um, it's, you know, my stars are directly aligned in that area. So I think it's really fascinating, you know, as a teenager, the way I learned to be cool at school was to talk about sex, yet I wasn't having any sex. I wasn't, you know, I felt very blocked in this area. So. Um, when I made films, I was really shocked to discover that the films I made were all very, had, you know, sexual undercurrents and were talking about that. So, um, and one of the biggest things that I struggled with was my um, lack of, I couldn't, you know, climax in sexual, my sexual life with my partners. And there was a lot of pain around this for me. And so my story that I love to tell is the story of like, until a year ago, I felt deficient as a woman. And I went around um, telling that story about how I was deficient, um, both reflected in my relationships, in my work, um, in everything. And um, the day that I climaxed, which was about a year ago, was a day my whole life changed. Because for the first time in my life, I, um, the day that, you know, I just remember thinking, wow, like in one second, my whole life changed because I went to coffee the next day 
And it wasn't that I, you know, um, was like, you know, the climax was this powerful thing that like changed my life. No, it was that I went to coffee and I had a conversation and I realized the story that I told about myself was no longer true. And I almost was speechless when they asked me like who I was. And I think that's like the biggest block is like, totally operating from our greatest power and who we truly are. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think it also comes back to this uh, concept uh, that we've discussed before about owning all parts of ourselves. And, you know, if one part is not being fully embodied and fully owned, then that's going to show up in a different area of our lives. So sometimes, you know, beating on that, why isn't this business moving or why isn't this project happening um, and not actually looking at all of those other elements that come together to, to create us as holistic women um, is just such a critical aspect of, of what we're talking about with bringing this feminine energy into a new business model and a new paradigm. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I'd just like to also hear um, your thoughts on the role of intuition and how that informs our work in this community uh, with this podcast. We're really focused on recognizing and prioritizing our inner guidance and using that to take directive cues. What do you see the role of intuition is in helping us to connect to wisdom that's already within us and translating that out into our work well for me in regards to branding and when I do a lot of work with my clients in terms of, of um, helping them understand their intuitive visual lang language so to me a creative process um, and is, is an intuitive process so that is um, you know uh, something that we don't always listen to or understand and it's something we have to like you know really delve into and go through and work like it's this endless opening unfolding space so um for me intuition is the heart of my work um it's that space where like my first session with the client is i sit down with them and i go through their story and i am looking for moments where um, we're just like learning their whole history from every detail, from love relationships to their business to everything, just to get a whole sense of who they are. And I'm looking for the moment where I get lit up, where my gut is like, my intuition is like, boom, like I am moved. Um, the parts of the story I don't forget. And so that to me is the key to creativity. It's the same thing when I'm making a film where I'm just like looking for that moment where I feel um, a connection with the image. You know, to me, imagery is so powerful. And I think often um, we just don't listen to our intuition. And so um, to, to really integrate that takes the space of like totally trusting your passion and your desire. So that might take forms in very many different ways. Like for example, with one client, she has spent her life, um, you know, one of the things she did years and years ago was, you know, she would visit spas all over the world. And, um, and she really was passionate about it. And she wanted to have like a space where women could go and, you know, um, like discover all the great spas. And she was just really fascinated by it. And um, as we discovered her story and I began, began to under, you know, you know, undergo this process of understanding what exactly she wanted to create, I began to see the space. And it was funny because through her intuitive, you know, moments. So, you know, if, when we started working on like, well, for the logo, I envision X. And I was like, okay, so what exactly does that feel like to you? And I'd ask her to meditate on it and explain that feeling to me. Like, what color is it? If these 
things aren't logical. She might say, you know, and I've had clients say things like, well, it felt like very hot, but it felt, you know, like I was in outer space or X, Y, Z. And so they're explaining this space to me. And I think that's where the intuition comes in because we, we, in that moment where we're discovering that space, all of a sudden everything aligns. And, um, then, you know, she's intuitively in that space. And I think when you're creating your business, that intuition, that thing that she had been doing her life, you know, her whole life, that visual that she wanted to create something. Cause we want to create something. We're usually like, Oh, I see it. And it's like, okay, exactly. How do you see it? And then it's like, okay, I see it looking like this white walls and I see it being this space with this view. And it's like, wow, um, you know, helping her to truly hone in on that vision and follow her intuition around it. And then creating that space is where her brand totally comes to life. So I, I really think it's important for women as they're starting their business or branding. And if they're working on it at home, say they're working on their story or they're working on XYZ to, to record it, to listen to it, to also like follow their intuition around it. Where do they feel the most moved in their story and to not be afraid to share that. And also to just like, trust their vision, trust the, um, trust that process, like meditate on it and really undiscover it to its nitty gritty bottom, like down to the fiber of exactly what shade of white it is and how that white feels, whether it's soft or whether it's cool or whether it's hot, like what does that feel like? And then from there begin to really truly just uncover that because it's, it's not so much us. It's like, yes, it's our intuition, but it's also our spirit, our guide, our whatever that is that you believe in. It's that that's showing us the way. So to me, that's the most, and um, that's where intuition is just so key because um, it can often get very lost in the writing of our story or figuring out what our modules are for our business or what is our online course content going to be. It can get really lost in all of that. And you're like, actually, who am I? And to return to that space, to those colors, to that feeling, um, it just automatically just, you know, totally changes everything. So. Mm, I'm so excited by that. And it's a whole nother level of the feel of your brand. I was going to ask you about how you have such a beautiful eye for design and continuity and keeping that feel of the brand together for the clients that, that you work with. Um, I just want to finish off. I'm mindful of time. Just want to finish off by asking you for those people listening to the podcast today who are just beginning in their business or they're just starting to step into this area, working on a new element and they might be struggling with cash flow issues. What are your top tips for getting started with creating that brand and keeping it all looking tied together and aligned and authentic for them uh, on social media particularly? Yeah, well, my, my three tips are, I think the first one I always want to say is go deeper. Um, I think we all are like, oh, I want, you know, I want this logo. I want X, Y, Z. I want to create X brand and it means this, but it's usually a feeling we want, right? We want a feeling. So I think the space that I'm always looking is to create from the inside out. And I think that's like the first step is to not be afraid to go deeper. And I think um, that can be really raw and feel really vulnerable and scary for us to really write it out, um, to really discover it. So just to first do that is the most important part. And that can be very different for many people. Um, for me, going deeper can be a meditation practice in the morning, or it can be um, taking photographs. It really depends on the person. But, you know, really going deeper and understanding like what, you know, if you love to 
do photography or if you love to draw or if you love to write or if you just love to go for a run or be in nature, um, make that an integral part of your practice as you're designing your brand. Like make it into, you know, where you go to gain wisdom, to be in that space um, that you're creating. So, and I think a lot of us, um, we, we don't want to go there or we're afraid to tell that raw story or um, we think people might judge us. So I think that that's something I'm always working on myself. Like, how do I go deeper? How do I bring it out through whatever I'm writing? And then my second thing is define a creative process. So um, the best way I like to explain a creative process is how a professor in my master's course explained it to me. And um, I was like working on these films and telling a story and he'd said to me, you know, well, what's your visual language? And I was like, well, it's X, Y, Z. You know, I was thinking of like, well, I, I want to talk about the story of woman's sexual fear around this man who's, you know, was sort of this romance story I was telling, but I, you know, was telling it through dance and movement. And so he had me go out and do a project where it was, I had to go photograph intimacy and isolation as two topics of exploration. And I had to embody in that image intimacy, and I had to embody in the image isolation. And that was actually a really um, difficult process because, like, you know, um, what I thought in my head and what I wanted my viewer to feel was very different from what actually the image was. And I think this is a lot true in very many storytelling processes is you're like, oh, wow, like I'm writing the script, and then I actually shoot it, and it's totally different. And I think to get that in alignment is to understand, like, what does this actually look like to draw it out, to see what it is visually. And if you don't feel like you're creative, like just do it anyways. Um, or whatever that might be to you. If you're a chef and you love to cook, have the food embody what that is. Or if you're into music, have the music embody it. Like, oh, I want this to feel like this song. And then from there, delve deeper into what that song feels like. And then if you get it down to two or three words, then discover how do I visually, what visuals, you know, you can look online, what visuals really show this, um, really embody this for me, where I feel in my gut that feeling. Like I can look at it and it evokes that feeling within me that I want my audience to feel and how I can relate that to my brand. And so, and then my third process is embody your goddess. And to me, that is just so important. Like, my biggest passion is actually having both a video day the next day. So to me, it's about pushing us to our areas of discomfort, right? So how can we, for one day, just totally embody the goddess that we are, that we know we are? And to me, it's about creating that space for us to actually embody that, to be with that. And so I love how Danielle Laporte, um, I don't know if anybody follows her, but she's someone that I really, really love to follow. And she talks about this idea of, um, you know, how we want to feel. And if your goddess, like, I think it's so important to ask women and ask yourself, what does your goddess feel like? Where is she speaking? Like, I love asking, like, oh, is, you know, if, if you could say anything or be something, like, who's that woman that you've been pushed down, not been able to speak out? That woman who has been too much often in society. And um, what would she say? What would her name be? Who would she listen to? Who would, you know, what would she wear? And um, be for an hour a day, do something that she would do and embody that entirely. So, um, so that, that, those are my three tips um, to really digging deeper, basically, um, around your branding.
Amazing. Thank you. That's so high value, uh, Alex, sharing all of that. I know listeners are going to really appreciate that. So that is the end of this episode. Um, I'm so grateful for you to jump on from Los Angeles and share these beautiful insights with us today, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to, as always, share Alex's secret sauce with my mailing list exclusively. Uh, So those will be her top three tips to namaste your branding. And if you would like to receive those and you're not already part of that mailing list, please jump on to my website at www.samanthagoldsmith.com. You can download a free copy of my ebook at the moment and also jump on that list. That uh, email will come out to you directly to your inbox and we'll also share all of Alex. Uh, contact details, websites, social media handles and all the other good stuff so you can see more about her work and uh, learn more about the beautiful uh, things that she's bringing into the planet. So thank you so much, Alex. I'm so uh, grateful for you to be here today. Thank you, Sam. Wonderful. And thank you guys for tuning in yet again and I will look forward to talking to you all next week.